Yeah, I mean, that's really what it is. When you watch those Comedy Central roasts and they go all the way back to the Friars Club and stuff like that, you didn't do that because you disliked the person. You did it because you were celebrating their achievements or their life as a whole. And you do that by just, you. in our comedic way of doing that is to insult. And it doesn't come from a place of malice. It comes from a place of respect and reverence. ¿Quién es ese hombre holding up the bottle? Look a little closer, cigar and Moscato. An actor in improv coming from Chicago. I'll throw it. Hello, my friend. How are you, Alex? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing well. You know, it's a little early for me because I'm in Las Vegas. But other than that, it is perfect. Well, I'm in Los Angeles, so technically it's even earlier for me than you by like two minutes. So, <laughs> wow, you know what? I never even thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute, it's the same time, but you are a hundred percent right. I love the way a comedian's mind thinks, and, and you're exact, but you're exact. Maybe you're more of a scientist than a comedian. I, I don't know. <laughs> Please don't put that on me. Although I do like guessing things and then being completely wrong and just saying, hey, I didn't know any better. So, <laughs> but see. If you say it with conviction, then I think then 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 you you know people will believe you. I think. I mean, I'm I'm sure you've experienced that. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Let me uh, send out some invites, broadcast to the world. Yay! Oh my god, look at that background. Look at everything. Oh yeah. Uh, thank you so much for doing this, buddy. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Oh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. And we can talk about uh, – we haven't started yet. I mean, you know, it, it. we have started in that it's live. It's simulcast on, on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Twitch. And then okay. it's recorded here. So we might have people popping in and out. Uh, there are other shows going on right now as well. So uh, who knows? But the nice thing is, uh, if you don't mind, let me tell you just a little bit about Fireside. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Amway. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. Am I at a pitch meeting right now? <laughs> You're at a pitch meeting. I need to buy to no, get no. out of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, but it's a great platform to, to you know, to kind of do this because then it lives here on the platform and then you can always, what I do is then I'll just download it and re-upload it to Anchor or any, especially now Anchor, they have video podcasting. So I think mm-hmm. they're going to push video podcasts. So, again, thank you so much, my friend, for, for being here. Thank you for doing this and all that good stuff. Happy to be here. Yeah, buddy. Okay, so, uh, yeah, let me uh, just do the applause emoji, and then uh, people in the audience can do the same thing. Uh, so, everyone, uh, welcome. My name is Paul Vato, and today my guest on Paul Vato Presents is Alex Hooper, a comedian, a, a, an actor, a professional roaster, and a slackliner. Is that fair to sure. say? Yeah, I mean, I, I wear many hats, you know. I'm a pug dad. I'm an author. I'm a calendar maker. I'm a festival social light. I just gallivant around the world, spreading joy however I can. I love that. And you actually have something called the daily lollipop, do you not? Is, mm-hmm. is, you do it on a daily basis, or do I sometimes just miss... Some. Uh, it's pretty much daily. Like sometimes I give myself breaks. Like if I'm on vacation or something like that, I don't force myself to post anything. But for the most part, yeah, every single day, it's like a 15 to 45 second little inspirational nugget of wisdom, knowledge, advice, inspirational thoughts with a lot of silliness and weirdness mixed into it as well. It's just a good little, you know, a nice little reminder to have a great day. That's wonderful. Have you done today's Daily Lollipop? And if not, would you mind sharing with us or maybe even... I posted it a few minutes ago. They're they're on my Instagram, at Hooper Hair Puff. That's where they live. Uh, Today was actually a special guest one. Uh, Sometimes when I'm around a friend, they want to film one. I do one for them. And I believe it was, it was my friend sitting in a lake saying, if you can drown in two inches of water, then you can pee in two inches of water. And then he just let it go, and that's your daily lollipop, everybody. So sometimes they're sometimes they're like that. Sometimes they actually are really good pieces of advice, uh, and other times they're just random wackiness that just inspires me throughout the day. Amazing, that's wonderful. Uh, unfortunately, with this daily lollipop, uh, I did have an uncle who died in two inches of water 
because I'm of Kyle off of him. So thanks for that, Alex. But uh, I'll, I'll no, I never I'm met the man. Up terrible things from your past, Paul. So uh, <laughs> yeah. well, let's let's talk about when your dad hit you and you didn't think it was right. Uh, hey, whatever we can get into right now. Okay, yeah, let's let's talk about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, he always did. You know, he was, uh, I guess, not your. God, this is going to sound so 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 racist, probably, but uh, he wasn't your typical Mexican man. He always just threatened to hit us with a belt, but that was enough to keep us on the straight and narrow. If we if we were going to bring up my father, who also passed. Yeah. On. Uh, but, but uh, oh, okay. Was... Now, now I'm I'm sorry to hear that, and I feel bad for bringing it up. And I hope you had a wonderful relationship, and that's your daily lollipop. <laughs> oh man, thank you. A personal one. I I love it, Alex. I love it. Uh, so l- let's let's talk about uh, a, a little bit about you and maybe your relationship with with your parents. And do, is this where your comedy maybe comes from? Where, were you influenced? Where, where did you grow up, and what was that childhood influence like that that brought you to where you are now in this great comedic mind of yours? And and yeah. Uh, need to entertain i grew up in baltimore uh i was uh one of three kids really uh my parents got divorced super early on um they are my parents are endlessly funny but in completely different ways my dad is sarcastic and dry and quiet and really limits his words my mom is animated and loud and boisterous and again you combine the two of them and you get Pretty much exactly me. Um, great relationship with them still. Uh, they are endlessly supportive of my career. Um, I had a really rough childhood, uh, just as far as like myself, my depression, anger, and things like that went. So they're just happy to see me doing anything that I enjoy. And uh, luckily, the comedy life uh, is working pretty well so far. So yeah, I'm fortunate to still have both of them in my uh in my life that that is yeah of course uh that is very fortunate that's wonderful and you maintain a a relationship with them to this day then you speak with them yeah i mean i got so i got married last month and congratulations yes you did thank you so much uh it was a wonderful celebration down in puerto vallarta mexico and um we, you know, my dad didn't think he was going to be able to go because he's in his, he's almost 80. He's just older. He's on dialysis and he was really intimidated by the travel. Sure. Um, but we, you know, my sister is a nurse and she really helped him out. And he, to have them both there along with so many other like friends and family, it was a very special feeling to, that I got it in there because he was like, Alex, why didn't you do this 10 years ago when I was younger? You know, <laughs> you're like because uh, because uh, she wasn't around, or or was she? How long have you known? She actually was. Before? She actually was around. We've been together like 15 years, but I was in no place to actually like make it official. I was still very much figuring myself out, let alone including another person into it. <laughs> that, well, that's that's wonderful, my friend, and I'm glad that that uh, you, you know all in due time, and it's it's going to work out wonderfully, and. You guys looked so happy, and I was so jealous. I was like, not jealous. I was very happy and proud for you know of you and for you. I appreciate you. that. Yeah, was, yeah, it man. A it was ceremony, and it was. I felt very fortunate to have so many amazing people there for it. And I mean, if you can get, you know, we got sixty people to go to a destination wedding. That's pretty special, and that definitely would not have happened if we had gotten married eight or ten years ago. Uh, no, of course, of course, and that is that is a big ask. You know, I think there's a whole curb your enthusiasm episode or, 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 you know, a series of shows about uh, destination weddings. But, I mean, Puerto Vallarta, it's so easy for us on the West Coast uh, to get there. So I'm sure it was amazing, uh, the resort. And um, do people recognize you? Uh, Because you've gotten so much notoriety. uh, And I guess maybe that's a silly question of being, like, uh, recognized in Mexico, but no, uh, I do though. I have, I did get recognized in Mexico a few times randomly by like people at the hotel. And mm-hmm. it's really funny because like they, they always mean the best, but sometimes people will know me and they just assume that other people know me. So I had this woman like talking to me and then she came back. She's like, Oh my God, I know where I know you from. America's got talent. You're that comedian. I was like, Oh yeah. She's like, hang on. I got to get my family. They're going to love meeting you. Oh, she okay. runs over, gets her entire family none of them know who i am not a single person so i'm just standing there and she's like you don't know who this is and i'm like miss this is 
embarrassing for both of us at this point. Um, but thank you. Thank you for, you know, the attention, but also like I'm on vacation. I don't need to meet your family. <laughs> Especially when they have no idea who I am. I mean, that, oh my goodness. That's, that, you know what? That, that's so, of course. And then I'm sure later on, they'll be the first ones to go after they, they see your performance and, and, and start following you. They'll be like, oh, and we met him in Mexico and we chatted with him and we had this great time. So, oh, of I'm, course. Yeah. yeah Which, of yeah, course. For, hey, that's, that's how it all starts. I'm always glad when somebody recognizes me out there on the street as long as they're cool about it, which most people are. So, yeah, it was, it was bizarre to be in Mexico and still having that happen, though. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, that, no, that's wonderful. And it just speaks to the power of you know, both social media. Because maybe she didn't even see it when it first aired. But, I, you know, it pops, it pops up in my feed every now and then. And it's, it's brilliant. Do you want to talk a little bit about AGT and maybe the process how you got on there? And then, like, did they know what, what – they must know what you're going to do maybe, but maybe the judges don't. And Correct, don't yeah. Know. So the I was basically scouted um, with a bunch of other comedians to go to do a roast for the judges. And I just showed them a way that I wanted to do it that I thought would be silly and not so mean-spirited. And so the producers know exactly what's going to ha- what I'm going to do. You can't – you, you have to get every joke approved, every outfit choice, every single little movement you're going to do has to be approved in advance. The judges do not know what is coming through. Um, they just know Alex Hooper, comedy. Okay. Okay, what's this guy going to do? Some, tell some jokes. He didn't. They didn't know that I was about to light them on fire and pour gasoline in that theater. <laughs> and, and it's brilliant because – you know, it's taking these people down a notch, I think, and 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 maybe we can talk about this. I mean, maybe that's that's the basis of of roasting. You know, but a lot of times we do it to ourselves, and we're friends, and you know what you're getting into, but they don't know what they're getting into, and God forbid anybody would do that to them because they they hold the power to you know advance you or or or, or you know do all that. And it was great to see Simon actually laugh because it was hilarious. The, even what you said about him. Uh, so for those of you, uh, those of you who have, who haven't seen it, would you mind just maybe sharing just a little bit of that? Or is that asking too much to, you know, no, I mean, I can do it. And I mean, what I'll say before I tell, like, I mean, a good roast is not defamatory. It's celebratory. And I am celebrating these people by thinking about them and, you know, picking out some choice flaws or character attributes, whatever it may be, but I am celebrating them, which is why, like, when I say a joke, like Heidi Klum, you're magical for children, yet your body looks as though you haven't paid attention. That people got mad at me for that all over the internet. They're like, you can't, you can't make fun of a way a mother parents or children. And I'm like, that's not what that joke is about. Like it starts with you are magical. Like, that's what you want a roast to be. You want to lift them up before you tear them down because it is it, – it, we're just – we're poking fun at ourselves and the things around us. And if you can't laugh at yourself, what are you doing? Especially if you're a famous billionaire. Like, if anyone needs to be able to laugh at themselves, it is the people that have been pampered their entire lives. They have everything handed to them on a plate. They figured it out. Take a joke. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. And I love what you said. It's not uh, defam. Def- how do you say that? It's not defamatory. Defamatory, yeah. but rather celebratory. <laughs> and that is brilliant. That is so wonderful. Because uh, I've never thought of it that way. And I knew that it wasn't defamatory, but I, I didn't realize how celebratory it was. Because, yes, you've taken the time to think of me and then figure something out that you can make fun of me. Or maybe in, in, in uh, Comedy Central roast, and I'd like to find out about that. I wouldn't uh, doubt also that you've helped another person write something about you. Maybe I don't know if this is sure. true or or if that if it works that way. But you're right. You're you're thinking you're thinking of me, and you're taking the time to to put to put uh, my name in your mouth. So that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean that's really what it is. When you watch those Comedy Central roasts, and they go all the way back to the Friars Club and stuff like that, you didn't do that because you disliked the person. You did it because you were celebrating their achievements or their life as a whole. And you do that by just you. In our comedic way of doing that is to insult, and it doesn't come from a place of malice. It comes from a place of respect and reverence. And when I when I do have to think about, I mean. I spent so much time researching Tyra Banks 
And I don't want to do that with my time. That's not what I want. I don't want to be watching clips of Tyra in the middle of her daytime talk show. I want to go out and play tennis or something like that. But I'm thinking about you enough to say, hey, I see you. And now let me make a joke about it. And if they can't take, I mean, they couldn't take it. That's why that clip did so well. And that's why it kind of like really helped propel me into a different stratosphere. And, and and by stratosphere, you mean stratosphere because with what over seventy five, I'm sure more now. Yeah, it's uh, like over a hundred million views. On that million. clip alone, yeah, on that Amazing. just on that one clip, and so and then I was on there two other performances that are horrendously underviewed, just because it was the COVID season and it just wasn't that interesting. Even though mm-hmm. I'm super proud of those performances. Um, it's they just weren't seen by that many people outside of the actual show. I mean, when I say that, it's like they were only seen by a few million people. That's all. <laughs> like, but comparatively, like way less than the other than the first one. Sure, of course, and and then it's like this dopamine rush when you're like, oh, this video has over a hundred million. Ah, oh, how come this one only has two million? Like that's ridiculous. And then other people are like, wait, how did you even get two million on on one on one video? I mean, I have one that that went viral and it's, uh, and you know, starting 15 years ago and it was a commercial, but people didn't know that it's where I photocopy my butt and I fall into the copier. So commercial, <laughs> that's me. It's a commercial for Netscape navigator and people, you know, that's why nothing you could say would hurt me if, if you're, if you're being mean, because the people have already said all these horrible things like, Oh, look at these fat Americans. All they do is eat donuts and, 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 uh, they're so dumb. They photocopy their butt and fall into copiers, you know, and, and I'm sure much more horrible things that I've forgotten about, but it's, uh, you know, and I didn't even realize the importance of it back then, but every few years it pops up again and it's probably been, I'm sure it has well over 10, you know, I know on one video alone and a compilation video has over 11 million views. And then who knows, because even my cousins in Mexico called me, I almost said, I wish I could get recognized in Mexico. They actually called me cause it, it was on television and they're like, is this you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. So it's been all over, you know, terrestrial, um, video at, at the TV and as well as you know streaming, so I I get that. And uh, did you put this up on your channel or is it like on AGT's channel? No, AGT owns all of it. They get all the, they get all the money. They get all the followers and all that other stuff. Some people actually do take the time to look up who was that guy, but for the most part, they you know I um I'm not complaining about it, but my my view count and my like my SEO does not meet my social media numbers that I that I feel I could have had I capitalized on that more I just didn't know what was going to happen from any of that and so the second time I was very prepared for it but then they were just got a lot less views so it's just like you know that's we're just we're just all just drifting through this life trying to figure out how the heck we get people to pay attention to us so we can earn a living and make people laugh and you know, so far so good, but <laughs> I just uh, keep on, keep on trucking. <laughs> keep on trucking. Now, um, and your YouTube channel is it also is it Hooper Comedy or is it what's your YouTube so that people? Yeah, can- I think I think I think it's I think it's Alex Hooper Comedy. I think. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. If, if they go to if they go to Alex if they go to HooperComedy.com, I believe that's yeah, where it's all on, your social media is on there. Everything's okay, yeah. done. Uh, and folks, if you're just joining us, uh, my guest today is Alex Hooper, and I've put his website in the fortune cookie there, right right underneath our faces. Um, you know, give it a click, and of course, give him a follow. And not now when the show's done, but go and watch his roasts uh, of of the AGT uh, judges. And it was it was, it was like jaw dropping because when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, because you look familiar, but I, I wasn't exactly sure who you were. And then I, I watch it. And I think like any other comedian, you just start cracking up because the audience turns on you and they're booing and you're calling them peasants. You're like, this is exactly like what you, you know, you probably don't do as an entertainer. I hope right. it's brilliant. You know, and, and uh, they obviously know, the, like you said, the producers know what's going to happen, but the audience doesn't. And, and they love you at first. And then you just, you, you make them turn, you know, and that's such a beautiful thing to watch happen i mean it's, thank it's, you yeah i mean that was uh that was a that was a turning point for me as a performer like like that was literally like surviving that moment 
and realizing that I was that I could overcome it, that I could actually use it to make me a more resilient human being. That was really a catalyst for me to go, okay, I can do whatever the hell I want. Um, I'm just, you know, you can't hurt me industry powers that be other other comedians whatever it may be whoever's trying to drag me down it's not gonna work i'm sorry i'm i am living on cloud nine i have an awesome life that i have spent years building and i just want to keep figuring out other ways to be funny (laughs) amazing amazing i had bobby lee tell me once he was like well you haven't lived and i'm not saying that you bombed because this was by by intention bombed Oh, I bombed. That's okay. Bobby said, you ain't lived till you've bombed on stage. And then you realize that, hey, then tomorrow everyone's maybe even forgotten about it. And you go out there and you do it again. But but you bombed by intention. I mean, you must have known that that's what was going to happen. You know, Yes with- and no. I mean, okay. you, think it's, you don't think you're going to bomb. You think you're going to win them over and it's going to go well. Um, I did. I just thought like, you know, I thought like Howie Mandel is a comedian. I'll start with him. He'll get it. And then the other judges will be like, oh, okay, this is like a thing that happens. Fine. Then the audience, whatever the judges are doing, the audience is pretty much doing too. So I just thought I could win them over. And then I didn't. And uh, chaos ensued. And I walked out with my tail between my legs quite literally. Because you, you wear a tail on – is it all the time or was it just for this performance? No, just, no my roasting stuff is like it's – like, it's like doing a character. Like my me on stage doing stand-up is very much me, a hyperbolized version of me, but you're getting who Alex Hooper is. My roasting is very much done in this flamboyant, arrogant, like completely unfallible, like – beast whatever it may be like uh so it's really me putting on these outfits is me kind of like suiting up in armor and going like all right let's go to battle you can't hurt me how bad can i hurt you amazing yeah 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 through love though through love i'm not actually trying to hurt anybody it's all in fun and and uh and you've written a book i mean people can buy a book uh, about is it how to roast people but it's also a few other my book do you happen to have it oh and there it is look at that everybody roast yourself to happiness a comedian's guide to what is it to finding joy by embracing your flaws uh so what that is is it is a 28 day self-help workbook where i teach you how to write roast jokes about yourself so you can take away the judgment from other people that we all feel everyone has things that they hate about themselves whether it be physically mentally emotionally spiritually and i feel if we can own the parts of us that we hate that we do that we dislike the most then we can become stronger people because that's literally what happened to me through roasting and so i just thought okay let me take my love of people and inspiring people and trying to have to help them discover their ultimate self and my love of joke writing, roasting comedy, combine them and make a self-help book like nobody ever has. Nobody else is telling you to, you know, write the meanest thing possible about yourself. Uh, at least not most of the self-help books that I've read. Maybe a couple no, here and there. No, no, of course. It's quite the opposite. You know, everyone's like, well, what's the best thing about you? What's and so I love the, the the road that you've taken, and and it works because you're right. You know, we find out what's what's the worst thing about us, and then and then either work on that or change it, or or I don't know, thrive thrive with it. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know the people that have I've gotten a lot of nice messages about the book that it really has helped people. Um, that you know, it's really it's just about getting over your own self-embarrassment. You know, people are like, oh, my I have wrinkles in my forehead. My nose is turned a weird direction. I have a gap between my teeth. I hate my love handles, whatever it may be. We just need to like own who we are and celebrate who we are. It doesn't mean we can't make ourselves a better person in the process, but, and work on ourselves, but whatever you are right now, like is also great. So celebrate that within yourself and then your confidence will end up. And then if some, if you do see somebody like, let's say you see somebody staring at you because like you don't have a leg, you're just going to be like, I don't give a shit. Like this is my, it's my life. They can't, they can't make me feel a certain way. Only I can make me feel that way. Wonderful. And I would imagine people can find this book on Amazon or through your website. What's the best? Yeah, it's, on, it's on Amazon. Uh, if you have a Kindle, it's super cheap. It's like six bucks. Otherwise, it's like 20 for the hardback for the hardback version. The hard uh, the version does have like places to write and things like that in it because it is a workbook. 
So, um, yeah, but whatever it is, I mean, I think I, I wanted to write a self-help book for people that would never read a self-help book. Um, and that would have been like, you know, people in like their early twenties and stuff that they're like, I don't need that shit. That's stupid. California, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't need to help myself. The book starts with hello underachieving shit bag. So you pretty much know immediately what you're getting into as soon as it starts. Amazing. It, it, and I would imagine that you would speak to 90% of the people that are like, I don't need a self-help book. Maybe those are the people that need it most. So that's wonderful. I, I think it's a great market that, uh, that you've niched into and it's, and it's wonderful. And you do it with love and you do it with comedy because that's, man, that is so important. It, it's uh, making people laugh. And, and I'm glad that you have that need because you make the world a much better place. And uh, when did you move to California and were you, did you do, comedy on the east coast were you doing stand-up there or no so i moved i moved here uh 13 and a half years ago uh i was already i well i went to school for acting and i was already in the screen actors guild when i was going to school in pittsburgh i did a couple movies out there like very bit roles in them but enough that i got my sag card so i moved to la to be an actor and quickly was bored of the process i didn't really want to take classes anymore because i'd been doing that for so long and so i somebody pushed me into stand up and the first time i did it i realized that was immediately what i'd been looking for that's the feeling i've been chasing and now from then on it was just like guns blazing pedal to the metal whatever run of stupid analogies you want to throw at that. Um, it's just like, I was ready to go and I knew standup was going to be the thing that would like carry me through. Amazing. That's wonderful. I'm, I'm glad you discovered that. And uh, where can we see you currently performing? Are, are you, are you doing things in person? Are you doing things live? Yeah. shows? Back to oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally back to being in person. Um, I have shows all over the Los Angeles area all the time. And then I, I hit the road a lot too. All my tour, tour dates are on my website. Coming up in June, I have uh, uh, Arizona, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Tampa is coming up sometime in the summer. And I'm always adding more dates to that. I was just in Salt Lake City this past weekend. So I'm on the move. I'm constantly going places and I love being on the road and live, live performance is my favorite thing. I love making little internet videos and doing stuff like this. But when I'm on stage, there's no better feeling in the world when it, well, well, if it's going well, if it's not, then <laughs> it's horrible and awful. And I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but when it is going well, yay. 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 And uh, you know, I, I have followed your journey though. And maybe I, if it's maybe of self-improvement, and it's very inspirational, your slacklining. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it, this seems like one of those things that is impossible to do, but obviously it is possible because there are people out there that do it, and you've proven that. And I think I, I, I first uh, also then you were doing yoga. You were doing a lot of yoga because I myself got into yoga, and it was quite life-changing for me. I ended up losing about 65 pounds. I still nice. have a, I th yeah, I still have a lot more to go, but it really helped you know, mentally and physically change, change me. And uh, so when I think when I saw you doing that, I was also very impressed because you, you don't see as, you know, it's like 80% women that do yoga. And even though it was started, you know, in, in, well, I say that it was started in Venice beach and then went to India. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, we, we all know, you know, in India it was predominantly male, but now it's 80% female. So it's great to see you doing yoga, but then to watch your, your improvement and, and, I don't know. Can you master slacklining? But you know. I think you can. I mean, I think I, I'm. I'm. I don't know if you can technically master it, but I will say that, like, you know, when I first started doing it, I couldn't stay on the line for more than two seconds, and now I've stayed up there for more than three hours, and I do have like a flow that I can get into where I do feel like I don't want to say I've mastered it because I can't just do anything I want on there, but I am hitting a state where I am completely relaxed, yet fully engaged and focused at the same time. And it helped me in so many ways of just being able to mainly that focus, right? Is my brain is all over the place all the time. I'm constantly thinking of like, okay, what do I have to do today? What shows do I have this week? What projects am I in the middle of? How am I going to bring in money right now? Did I feed my dog? Have I paying attention to my wife? Like every single thing is like kind of hitting you. And, and slackline just taught me, look, 
stare at the other at the tree don't take your eyes away focus and just breathe and give in to this thing and it was a really beautiful when i really started figuring it out because you're i'm not standing on a slack line anymore like i become a part of it so no matter how it moves sinks goes up and down side to side i'm just with it and it's all we're all just one thing kind of moving together and it's it's so meditative and just like i have days when i really go i need to do it today like i feel myself like building something up inside of me, whether it's tension or stress. And then I go and put on my headphones, put on some beautiful music, get outside in the park or the beach, get on that line. And everything just melts off of me within a few minutes. Wow. Amazing. Uh, you definitely need to be a spokesperson for slack line lining because you <laughs> want to do it. And I'm like, I don't think I could ever in a million years, but it's, it's crazy to go from, from two seconds and not being barely able to stay, stay on it to up to three hours or more, I'm sure, if, if you had the time. I mean, it's... it's... I mean, yeah, the three-hour one, that was during the pandemic. I didn't even mean... I didn't get up there with the intention of doing it. But I will tell you this, that hurt. Um, that was that was that got that was pretty painful by the end of it, just because one, you're so engaged the whole time. So most people they walk around with their shoulders just like this. When you're slacklining, your shoulders are like this because you're constantly like using your arms to balance. So not only your shoulders and your whole body engaged, but then also you're on a one-inch piece of webbing. So after a couple hours, my just started to hurt just from the weight of being on this very small strip of rope basically and I felt like my feet were just bruised and by the time I finally got off of it I don't know why I did it three hours I just was like okay I'll just do that um I was like okay I need to not move for like a day wow, <laughs> wow. That shit, yeah that shit that shit was painful on the bottom of my feet <laughs> That wow, man! And I'm sure that once you get to an hour or two hours, you're like, "All right, well, let me go another. Let me see, uh, right. how far push it." Or, or did you set out to do it for three hours? Or no, that day I I have set out to do it for two. One the first time I ever did two hours, I did set out to do that. But the three hour one, I was just in a groove and I felt really good. And I had a playlist on that was speaking to me, and I was like, "I'm just like, I got nothing." It, it was the middle of of pandemic there was nothing to do there was nowhere to go there was no work for me to do that day so i was like what's the best thing i can do for myself okay stay on the slack line for a while I did, is that when you bought the slack line or, or how no, long? i've been doing it like five years five years. yeah yeah that's right that's right because i've seen that on your social media um how much how much is a slack line i, I know that i could google it probably and yeah like 50, 50 to 100 bucks typically okay. like for like for like a basic starter one you can get them for as low as like 40 and mm -hmm. then like they go depending on like what you really but like somewhere like 40 to 120 bucks essentially what? for the full setup and yeah it's super it's you set it up in five minutes it's just like a tension like a, a, a ratchet system you put the rope in and you ratchet to the tree and tighten it up and then you get on has anyone ever tripped over somebody else's slack line because they're not paying attention and they're – I know that they're set up in sure. public. I mean I've had a kid – I had a kid run and just deck himself on mine like a four-year-old while I was on it. And I watched him go right into it. And I was like, no, no, no. And I watched this kid like – was, he was like – you know, he's like short. He was probably four years old. Sure. And he just ran full speed. It hit him here and he just leveled him. Uh, Ow. And I was like, you know, I immediately jumped off. His mom ran over. I was like, is he okay? Like, she wasn't angry or anything. I was like, I didn't do anything. I've been standing on this thing for 45 minutes. Your kid just ran into it. Like, so it was, uh, but it's pretty funny to watch that, I'll tell you that much. Sure it was. I'm sure it was. <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it didn't knock you off. Um, you know, I jumped off because yeah. I was like, I had to make sure he was okay. Like, I can't, if I had just stayed up there and been like, sucks to be you dude <laughs> like that's just not in my nature i had to make sure that he was not hurt um but as soon as yeah i mean as soon as everything was okay like it was it was fine <laughs> wonderful wonderful um and you also have a few comedy albums that people can can pick up uh is it is it just two or do you have more than i have two 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 uh full-length uh albums that if you have pandora title Apple Music, um, 
what whatever they, they all are everywhere right now except Spotify because Spotify is taking down comedians albums left and right because there's some kind of disagreement with how we're supposed to be paid. So most comedy albums have been taken off Spotify. I'm hoping they get back on there because that's where most people listen to me. But um, otherwise, yeah, I mean, I have albums out there. Listen to them. Uh, buy them if you feel so inclined because uh, that's how I really survive. But uh, just listen to them. That's all I ask. And if you like, you know, who I am, I think you'll like my comedy. It's very dark, but very silly at the same time. It, it is. It is. And that's wonderful, though, because I, 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 I know I really enjoy it. So, yeah, folks, please, uh, anyone that's listening, at least check it out, hit play. But, but why not buy it as well? And then you can stream it uh, at your leisure at, at home and wherever in your car. Wherever the you the way I see it is this, is I do, I do a lot of things for free is I do these daily lollipops. And I, uh, I, I had a podcast for a very long time that I gave out for free. And I do a lot of things that I'm happy to give away and entertain certain things like, like live shows and like buying an album. That's how I'm able to do all the free stuff. I can keep giving you free free content and on the daily as long as you do like come to a show or buying an album or when i put out a book or something like that you know stuff like that that's how that's what i really want you to focus on and then but the daily stuff i'm happy to just you know be a part of your life in any way that i can that's, <laughs> you're so sweet that's wonderful <laughs> uh, you, you also go by is it Hooper Hairpuff is that an, is that another that's all my social media stuff, Hooper Hairpuff. It came around like when I was first joining Twitter um, 11 years ago or whatever the heck it was. Uh, Alex Hooper was taken and I didn't know what to do. And I was sitting around stoned with some friends and uh, somebody was just like, Hooper Hairpuff. And I was like, okay, I like that. Perfect. And it's just become Perfect. a thing. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And how long, how long have you been doing yoga then? Is, is that, and do you still, do you still practice? I mean, I do, I do certain exercises, but I haven't done it. The last time I did a class was like six months ago and I barely ever go to them anymore, but I do still do the stretches every single morning. And a lot of that, I just have too many other things that I do like slacklining, tennis, hiking, whatever else it may be. Um, so I don't do yoga nearly as much as I used to, but you know, it's <laughs> it's because I made a pug yoga calendar. Everybody assumes that, like, everybody's just like, oh, yeah, the, he, he does yoga, too. I kind of do, kind of don't. But God, I think no. – but the benefits are there. I'm not I, – I, I do love doing it. Of course, yeah. And, and you know, I, again, I'm not the guy kind of guy that I would have in a million years thought, like, oh, here, uh, I've gotten into yoga. But I even formed a, a lifestyle brand called Bad Ombre Yoga. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I like – thank you. Thank you. I like I'm puns. all about the puns, man. Oh, me too. I love puns. And I, I get a little upset when people say like, well, punnery is like the lowest form of comedy. You're like, so what? It's hilarious. You know, it if it's hilarious, a, you know, my improv group was Barrio Speedwagon. You know, we were there a Latino improv group. <laughs> we did a show called Touched by an Anglo, you know, so, so, but, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so that, I love, I love that. And uh, the, when I first started uh, doing yoga, I started in LA uh, downtown uh, with, with a gal named uh, Sherry Ray Russell. And she owns a place called Peace Yoga Gallery, which, and I, I haven't been there for a while. My ex-wife and I split up. So I think she got her in the, in the divorce, but <laughs> <laughs> there's uh on the top, there's, it's a raw vegan restaurant and then yo yoga in their, in their basement. And um, it's uh, you know, she said something that was great, which is her goal was to have you have a daily practice that you could do at home where you don't have to come in to the studio. So I, I, not, this isn't necessarily for you, but for people that are listening that want to get into it, you know, that's the ultimate goal is to be able to take care of yourself and to do it at home and, and not have to go to a studio all the time, even though, you know, of course it would cost her money if you don't show up, if you don't go to class, but you know, it, it was, it, it's one of those things where like, it makes sense that we should, you know, if we're going to do yoga, you could be able to do it at home. 
Well, yeah, but like take the class to hold yourself accountable for a while. And then once you really get into a groove and a, a habit, then you can kind of be like, okay, I know what I need to do for myself today. So I don't need to go to the class necessarily. But I do agree with going to those workout classes because even though it's not something that I personally do, like I'm much more, I can motivate myself very easily to go out and exercise. And my exercises don't require a class for the most part. Every once in a while, like my wife does those classes almost every morning and I'll go with her. And it's just a different environment when there's other people around you want to work a little bit harder you know you feel really good coming out of there because you're all high-fiving and you know there's this energy that happens in those rooms and i think it's important just like whatever you need to do to get yourself flowing and your blood moving do it because that's the only way you're gonna have a happy day <laughs> that's wonderful and, and i'm glad that your wife has been with you on this journey, like you said, for, you know, 15 years or so. So it's not, this isn't anything new for her. And was she with you at AGT? Like, was she in the audience or? Yeah, the first one she was. Uh, and it was just like, it was, I mean, I felt, I felt for her because I know, like she told me her and her sister were there and she told me they both just grabbed each other's legs and were just like squeezing as hard as they could. Like with this, like, oh no, oh no. It would have been uh, funny if they cut to them and they're also booing you. Like, oh uh, you know, I know. I'm sure. They, I'm sure they were. She's she, she's never she's never admitted it, but I'm pretty sure she was the one that started the booze. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was just. I mean, yeah. She said it was any normal person's worst nightmare, and I was like, great, because that's how it felt. So yay. That's. She's, oh, that's such an amazing she's, she's a rock she's a rock star though i mean it's i'm not an easy person to be with and i'm very emotional and uh you know i so like she really makes my life better in so many ways she makes them all my kimonos that you see me wearing on stage she uh is just endlessly supportive of my career and the steps that it takes to really advance in this because man it is yeah, I mean, you know, the, the entertainment industry, we are asking a lot from people to especially not just to give us a chance, but to pay us for a, for a talent that, you know, is hard to measure. It's very subjective what we're doing. And she just is always helped me. She's like, okay, what do you need to do today to feel good about yourself? And sometimes like she helps me get like, right, you know, oh, you're not doing anything there today. Why don't we try to get you some writing work and stuff like that? And things that I wouldn't think about, she comes in and says, this is how we can make you better. And that's exactly what I need. Well, yeah, perfect. Uh, what a great uh, couple and, and what a great dynamic. Is she also in the entertainment industry or? No, she, she, she spent years in, in casting, um, but she really just didn't like the corporate lifestyle that came along with it. So now she's a freelance copywriter. She has an agency. Um, so she's uh, she she runs her, both of us run our own lives, which is a really incredible place to be where we don't when we decide we're going to do something, we don't have to go to a boss and say, hey, we really need this time off because we're going out to, on vacation. And the boss is like, not that week. You're not. I've already got six people request that. Like, you got to stay here. We don't have that wherever, whatever we want to do, wherever we want to go. That's what we do. And it's pretty incredible to have a lifestyle where you make the choices of what you're going to do. And it doesn't mean that sometimes I don't have to do work that I don't want to just because I need the money. And that happens every once in a while. But for the most part, it really is up to me what I do day in and day out, which is why at, you know, 10 a.m. on a Wednesday morning, I could just be talking to you. And I thank you. So, yes, thank well, you. I thank you, too. Thanks for inviting me. You're very welcome. Uh, I The nice thing is, though, you know, she wasn't casting, so she was around the industry, so she understands, you know, I think it's nice to find a partner who at least knows about the industry because otherwise it could be like, well, what are you doing all day? Why are you talking to Paul at 10 a.m.? And then, you you know, you're working on this or working on that, and but you're not working, you know, so so it's great to see that uh that you guys you know are a great fit for each other well you know it's the we are a great fit and a lot of it so much of being in in the entertainment industry is you don't see what happens behind the scenes all day like when somebody sees you in a commercial in a you know in a tv role or something like that they go oh cool paul's on tv they didn't see the 
hundreds of auditions you didn't get that you were preparing for, all the emailing that you went back and forth, all the acting classes you took. They didn't see all of these things that went into that one perfect moment when it actually worked out and you got to you got the thing and that's the hardest part of like figuring out if you like now that I am full-time comedian and I don't work any other job what do I do with myself all day so I can be active but also productive and not just be like you know sitting around with my dick in my hand going what do I do next and it's really like that's the hard part of it and it's the people that figure that out that end up succeeding 100 percent. it's that whole plan your work and then work your plan uh because, you know we are business owners and and i do have a business background so it for me it was a little bit easier to go well now that, you know i'm no longer selling ice cream cones like i did in my first business or or cigars or you know haircuts i, I owned a beauty salon at one point you know, but now I'm selling. Now I'm the product, but you got to treat it as such. Where it, it is, it, it's a business, and and you, you know, you can't just wait around for it to come in. You you have to go out there and every day do something, whether it's more training or improv training or comedy or learning how to do stand up or any of those things, uh, voice training, everything. Yeah. So. I look at it like this is, is I have to do five positive things for myself every single day. So like, this is considered a positive thing. I'm having a conversation on you. That is a public conversation. That's one. I already did some writing this morning. That's two. Um, I'll probably go. I have a show tonight. That's three. I'll meditate. That's four. And I'll probably go slacklining or go on a hike or something like that. That's five. So like, as long as I can hit five every day in some capacity and they can be, it's up to you what those five things are as long as they are good for you. Like, you know, it's hard to, for me to go, well, I went to the movies. That's a good thing. Okay, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But did that really do anything for me or like for my physical mental health um, or my career? Probably not. So as long as I'm doing things that are good for me, then I count them. And that includes having like having sex, spending like, like, like things like that. Like, you know, spending time with a friend. If you go meet a friend for coffee that you haven't seen in a while, that is a positive thing for your mental health. So little things like that can all add up. And if I hit my five every day, then I always feel good about it. And sometimes I get like seven, sometimes I get like 10. It just depends. Wonderful. But, but a minimum of five you recommend. Minimum of five. And because it's it's not it's not that hard when you really think about what those five things could be. It could be helping your child with their math homework. You know, that's personal time that you're getting with your kid, but also that you're helping advance their life. It could be cooking dinner for your family. That could be a thing because you're nourishing people and you're spending time doing a thing, whatever it needs to be for you just make it work. But like you think about it and it will balance out. Then you can, if you're like, Hey, well now I just want to stay up all night and do drugs one night. Okay. But did you do your five things first? Great. Then by all means, give your nose a slide. <laughs> I think we both thought the same thing when you're, when you're talking drugs. Cause I don't think, <laughs> Thank you guys. <laughs> I don't think marijuana even counts anymore as a drug. No, it does not. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, did you have do you party have you partied was that ever a big part of this dude are you kidding me right now no like (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i I, when it is time i party very very hard i just make sure that all of my obligations and my work goes first because i'm known for being like a partier and so i need to make sure that uh Nobody can, like, let's say I didn't turn in an assignment for some reason. Like, I missed a deadline on a writing gig. Well, it'd be easy for people to go, oh, he was probably high. He was probably out partying. So I need to make sure that I am extra attentive to my actual work so that that way when I do party, I can completely let it go. And it is just a purge. That's how I look at, like, going to fest music festivals and stuff is those are my few days to just let it all out, all the energy that I've been building, all the hard work that I have been putting in. Now let's escape, let's fly free, and let's just be in super happy world for the next few days and celebrate the fact that we get to do this amazing uh, amazing and you enjoy yourself a festival do you not love this, them love what's them so your much. Wh- how long have you been doing this i mean and uh, do you come to vegas for like edc 
or or is it Burning Man or or Burning? I've done Burning Man. I've I've never actually done EDC. Tons of my friends do it, um, but I go to a ton. Like I've been doing it since like 2011 is when I really started going to festivals, and I do probably anywhere from like four to six a year. Um, I work for a few of them, like doing comedy stuff. Um, and so those are, there's certain ones I always hit that called like the like desert hearts was a couple weeks ago, dirty bird um, ones like that. But yeah, I mean, I love, I just love the feeling of run- live music. First of all, is the best. Uh, it just invigorates your spirit. It opens you up. It's a shared connectivity with fellow humans. But then also, just putting on these hilarious and awesome clothes and costumes, and just getting to be whoever you want to be, and running around meeting so many incredible people, and just having fun nonstop. It's the best thing ever. Um, it's, I really look at them as vacations, but they're also like vacations for my brain and my body. Cause like, I might put a lot of drugs in my body over the course of a festival weekend, but I'm also running around nonstop and my brain is on fire from all the wonderful creativity that I'm experiencing from every direction. So I actually come out of a festival weekend, maybe a little beat up like physically, but mentally I'm like, what is next? Amazing. Amazing. Uh, have you been running around at all? The Netflix is a joke. I think that's going on right now in LA as we it speak. Just ended. Uh, I oh, it just ended. Okay. I, I went to a couple of their things. Uh, I wasn't like a part of that festival, but I also had like, I did a music festival while that was going on. And so I went to a couple of the shows just for fun because my friends were on them and stuff like that. But it was pretty crazy how that takeover that happened in our city, like that Netflix is a joke festival. It was like hundreds of shows, so many venues every night. There was more, more, more. Um, It was cool. Wonderful. Well, I think it's great for the community. It's great for the industry. Uh, I'm glad, you know, because everything is is going back. Everything is live again. And and, uh, we still have to be careful, but it's great to, see the people getting together and laughing because that's, that's the most important thing, you know, the laughter and, and all that. So that's, connectivity, that's, we yeah. got it. We got it. We got, we got, we got to share experiences again. We got to stop looking at people as potential enemies and sick people and infected and all that other stuff. And it's not to say, don't be careful, obviously like, but at the same time, at some point we have to get back to living some sort of normal life. And like, I've been doing that for over a year now. I've been back on the road and back doing stuff and everyone take your time. But like, at some point, like get back out there. Exactly. Yep. Yep. We have to. And uh, do you do a yearly yoga calendar or a calendar, I should say, or was this a one-time? No, that was a one-time thing. It was like, you know, it was like we struck lightning in a bottle with Pug Yoga Calendar. Um, we sold out of it. It got on the Ellen show. She featured it, which was just so bizarre and surreal that I literally made a calendar of my Pug and I doing yoga together. And next thing I knew, I'm being getting phone calls. I'm like, you know, you're on Ellen right now? And I was like, what? Um, it just pour your heart into whatever you want it to do. And no matter how stupid it seems, if you put hard work and love into it, you don't know where it's going to go. And people ask me all the time, like, are you still, are you going to make another one? I don't know. I don't know because my artist brain, it always moves on to the next thing always, you know? So wonderful. And, and man, those are some wise words because I think uh, as people that are heavily influenced and, and use social media to influence others, so you're always thinking like, what can I do to get views or eyeballs and things like that? But you're right. It comes down to doing what we love. You do it, you put it out there and it might just go viral. You know, it's not about trying to plan to make it go viral. So that's wonderful advice, Alex. Yeah. just You can't, you, other people are going to tell you what they think you should do because it worked for them. But what worked for one person isn't necessarily going to work for the next. So if, if something's not making you happy, you have no obligation to keep doing it. Follow what, you know, what gives you joy and other people will follow along the way. And that's what I've learned um, time and time again is just do whatever the hell you want to do. And as Wonderful. long as you do it from a place of positivity, then it will work in some capacity. Wonderful. Now, and if somebody wants to hire you for an event, whether it's corporate or, or, you know, bring you out to their comedy club, do you have a manager or do you have uh, agents or, or do you do a lot of your comedy stuff is all on me. 
you go direct hoopercomedy.com you can email me directly through my website um but uh i do have like agents and managers for like acting stuff and voiceover but they don't handle my comedy at all so the comedy stuff is all on me um and so if you do want to hire me for something like that um and i've done all of that i've done you know obviously comedy clubs private events birthday parties corporate roasts all that stuff um hosting events for your company parties and things i've done that kind of stuff um all of that can be handled through my website hoopercomedy.com hoopercomedy who does your voiceover that's amazing <laughs> oh i know right Whoa. Where we're going with this? <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, what's next for for Alex Hooper? Ah, that's the hardest question in the world, isn't it? Sorry. What is next? Because I literally just put out like a song and a music video with a DJ friend of mine, um, and so that's kind of floating around the world right now. And now I'm trying to figure out what is my next actual project. Like I can tell you, yeah, I have tour dates coming up, and I. Um, have some things in the mix but really it's uh i don't know what my next major project is uh just i literally just had a couple things come out i just had a new album just had the song so now i'm like ooh, well now i'm kind of back at square one where what's next what is next and honestly paul i don't know yet but (laughs) whatever it is i guarantee you you won't see it coming (laughs) Uh, but we'll we'll be a part of it somehow. I, I, I yeah. Really... Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's wonderful. What's this song? And I think I got the right one. Is it Sasha? Is that you is did? That... Yeah, yeah. No, you picked the right one in the promo. okay. Okay. Yeah, my friend Sasha Robotti, he's a great DJ and music producer, does tons of festivals. Uh, I told him about a song idea I had, and he's like, great, let's make it. And sure enough, uh, it's been making its way around festivals. It got dropped at Coachella uh, by a DJ, and which is such a surreal feeling to me. Like, I was in Mexico, uh, and I suddenly got a clip of, like, my voice, like, penetrating through Coachella, which was so cool. Um but yeah, it's just a song called I'm Having Fun. And it's about everyone's freak out. Everyone's had a freak out moment when they've been on drugs at a festival or a club or something like that. And it's about us. It's about that moment when you go, oh, my God, am I being completely irresponsible right now? Is everything falling apart in my life? Did I take care of all my things? Oh, whatever. Who cares? I'm having a good time anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the song's only been out for two weeks. Uh, the music video's only out for been out for a week. So I'm just, I'm very happy with how it went. Just an- another thing I've never done before. I've never made a song. <laughs> you know? I don't know what I'm doing, but luckily my friends do. And so they were like, they just gave me a little bit of direction. And then now we have, uh, now we have a song. That's pretty cool. I haven't seen the video, so I'm gonna have to find it. Uh, but uh, oh, go to, yeah, go, just go to my Instagram. It, yeah. I posted it like uh, a week ago today, I believe it came out like, like okay. last Wednesday. Um, but yeah, it's only it's a it's one minute total chaotic rainbow explosions. It is you will feel like you're on drugs for that minute. It's, it's you. It's you in a vid. It's basically you as a video. I guess. That- Pretty much, yeah. Somebody once told me that I'm human Molly, and I take that to heart. So if I can make you feel energy and love, then great. I've done my job for the day. <laughs> human Molly. That's Yeah, how, how else can we describe Alex Hoover? But uh, human Molly. What drug would you be, Paul? What would I be? Um, uh, human mescal? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty good. You know, I like that. You have a little bit of a smoky flavor to you. You know, you're you can't be found everywhere, but the people that enjoy you really truly enjoy you. That's <laughs> it, buddy. That is it. That is it. Um, do you? Teach- and you also have worms. So I, <laughs> some- <laughs> I do. I got to get dewormed. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, do you teach roasting? Is it something that that can be taught? I mean, and I mean, yeah. do you have a class? Could somebody pay you to teach them? How to roast so, or by, by I have a class that I would do. Um, I do like I do it a lot on Cameo and stuff like that. But you learn if you've got my self help book, you learn how to do it in that. If you don't want to go through a whole self help book, I totally get that. I have a nine step guide on my website of how to throw a perfect roast without getting punched in the face. So I teach you like how to set up the actual roast itself, how to celebrate the person, how to write jokes that come from a place of respect and love. And so that is totally free. It's on hoopercomedy.com. 
it, it's easy to get. And so if you ever just want to write jokes or just throw a little roast, you can just do that very easily. And I'm happy to get, again, happy to give that information out for free um, to help you find my other things. I've, I've downloaded it. I think it's great. So thank you for putting that out into the world and making it free. I, I think you just give Alex your email and, you know, that's, that's, it's free. So, right. So and I email, when, when you sign up for my email list, I email you like once every three to four months, just saying, Hey, here's my tour dates. Here's some things I put out over the time. You are not getting a daily email that you're going to be like, God, not this guy again. You're only going to get something every three to four months. And so it's not, it's not egregious by any means. It's not I intrusive. Love it. <laughs> I love it. it. It's, you know, you really have to go to Instagram if you want Alex in your life every day, which, which I think a lot of us do because that daily lollipop is always entertaining, whether it's you or one of your special guests. So thank you. Yeah. for sharing with the world thank well. I mean, we're almost, almost 200 of today was one number one ninety seven, which seems crazy that I've done that many of them. And honestly, I don't know when I'm going to stop. I don't know how to stop. I ended my vows at my wedding with, and that's your daily lollipop. Like something is wrong with me, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? Nothing's wrong with you. I, it's one of those things where, where a little thing happens and then you just jump on it and, and it just becomes your thing. And uh, that's the way our, our comedic brain works. I think, you know, you, you take something and you run with it. Uh, I mean, I'm an improviser. I do sketch and improv and that's, you know, that's what we kind of learned. You, you, you make this, uh, what, what is it? A mountain out of a molehill. You, you, you yeah. deify it, you know, and it becomes the most important thing. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, do you have any, uh, final last words or would you, um, uh, any final thoughts I think I should say, and yeah. if you want to promote by all means, please do. I mean, just yeah, you, forever. So, you know, you tell no, me. No, for sure. Like, I mean, honestly, go to my Instagram, go to my website and stuff like that. But if I am coming to your city, please come see me live. That's by far the best experience you can have with me is go, you know, come to a show, talk to me afterwards. Let me know, especially if you came from like how I love finding out how people heard about me or where they saw me and things like that, just because I've done so many things at this point that like I have a collection of people all over the world, basically, that I consider my friends. And uh, you're invited to be a part of that, too, obviously, Paul and anyone else who's watching, listening to this. Um but, you know, all I can say is just, like, just follow. It's going to sound so cheesy, but just, like, do whatever the hell you want to do. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you have one life. Do whatever it is that is in there. Take chances. Follow your dreams. Like, all that. And if it doesn't work out, you know, just do a bunch of heroin in a crack house somewhere until you uh, peel over and die. Because that's the other option. <laughs> so, um, Thank you, studio audience. I knew you would enjoy that one. Hey, <laughs> everybody. Let's give uh, Alex a round of applause so that uh, the algorithm works here, so that every uh, so so that people know that. Uh, you know, Yay. Like thank you. And, uh, and thank you, everyone who's been here. There have been a bunch of people that have been in this chat the entire time. So, Goody, Axel, Patrick, Victoria, uh, Waitbot, whoever. Wow, well, Waitbot. Yeah, you know all those people. Thanks for being here this whole time. Yeah, th th thank you, you know, because it is, of course, it is early, uh, or it's the middle of the day for some people, and they're actually at work, so for those of you that joined us, thank you, but uh, Alex, just so you know, this show lives here on the platform, so people can come, we get a lot of replays, you know, people will come back and watch it, and uh, Fireside was nice enough to include us in their in their weekly, uh, twice, I think, they included us in their weekly uh, newsletter uh, to awesome. uh, the other creators and things like that, so th they, they became a little bit more familiar with you. And I mean, it's a great platform. If you want to get back into podcasting, just let me know. If you apply to be a content creator here, uh, you know, it's somewhat of a velvet rope where, where you know, you have to apply and then be accepted. And it, but it wouldn't take long, and they, I'm sure they would accept you right away. Cool. But it's such a great way to record, especially now video podcasts. It's kind of set up that way. Mark Cuban is one of the investors. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty strong as far as I, I, it brought me back into podcasting, and I love it, and I get to meet wonderful and incredible people like you and chat with you and get motivated and get inspired and all that. Uh, any plans of coming to Vegas? Uh, 
Uh, I'm actually I'm working I'm working on that right now. Uh, a bunch of people have requested me there, so I'm trying to breaking into the Vegas clubs is very difficult. They're very insular in the way that they work. They use the same people again and again. But I'm working on breaking into Vegas because uh, I love playing out there uh, and I love being out there. So it'll happen for sure. Well, if if I can help in any way, you know, I'm friends with with Joaquin who owns the L.A. Comedy Club, even though it's in Vegas at the Stratosphere. Yeah, yeah, I know that club. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, they've just remodeled, I mean, I, in February. So now they have like this multi million dollar room that they built in, in the casino as opposed to in the mall where the stratosphere is. And I just had Butch Bradley on, who's the headliner there. But if you'd like, I'd be more than happy to at least make a connection. Yeah, and, that'd be great because I've been trying to get in that club for years. Uh, I email the booker all the time, and uh, hey, nothing personal. He doesn't email me back. That's okay. Who am I? But yeah, any introduction would definitely be great. I will put I will put them on your radar. Do you email? I'm guessing maybe Matt. Matt, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yep. the booker. You know it. <laughs> I know it. I know it. But I, I'll speak with Joaquin and Matt. Uh, no promises, of course. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, as your as your comedy manager, I'll be more than happy to uh, to get you in the in, in the Perfect. I'll I'll give you that ten percent. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> Uh, I'll give you that 10%. I'm going to keep 90. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I'll take it. That's fine. Fair that's enough. fine. It's, it's I'm, I'm not that's... confrontational in that respect. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, 50. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Alex, thank you so much for taking... Oh, it's 11-11. I don't know if people... I just noticed that. It's 11 Oh, yeah. Bam. Make a wish, everybody. Make a wish. Yes. Mine came true. Alex came on my show, so thank you. Oh, mine came true, too, uh, because I finally got to meet one of my Twitter heroes. So there you go. Uh, Paul Votto. Thank you, Twitter friends, now real-life friends. Now we're real-life friends. Yes, 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 yes. So, Alan uh, and everyone that was here, thank you so much again for taking the time to be here. And I hope we can do this again. If uh, Yeah. You know, anytime you want to promote something, I'd love to have you on. But or, or if you just want to come on and chat, you know, whatever, an hour, two hours, we could Joe Rogan it, go four hours, whatever.